We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Field of 68, an all-encompassing digital network of podcasts, live streams, and newsletter that cover the sport at every level on every platform. Sirius XM, Channel 84. You are watching the Field of 68. For the first time, our network brings you a live game broadcast. Mike Popwell for the win! This is Bruce Pearl. Sean Shire. Sean Miller. I love the Field of 68. I listen to you guys every morning. Are we still live? UConn was on my radar. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid-majors, the only way to keep up college basketball is through the Field of 68. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bear Down Ballers. Season 3 is here. The season is right around the corner. I'm your host, Ryan Wall. Co-hosting with me this season is Jordan Pollock. Jordan, we have a lot to talk about, but before that, how are you doing today? Doing great, man. It's a it's a great night. It's Halloween right now. Yeah, um, it is Halloween while we're recording. Yeah, but we did you dress lot- up? No, did you dress I up didn't. at all today? I didn't. I no. didn't. Just getting ready for the college basketball season. But Jordan, let's get right into it. We got a lot to talk about. We had a couple uh, exhibition games the last couple weeks, and we're gonna get into that and a whole lot more. But let's get into the game we saw last night. Arizona won by 27 points. They beat New Mexico Highlands. Um, w- what were your takeaways from this game? Anyone stand out in particular to you? I think some of my takeaways were we're kind of seeing the flow of the offense. This this Tommy Lloyd era that we're in has produced uh, the last two years. Um, both years have had top six offenses um, in all of college basketball and scoring. And I think that's one thing that I definitely saw is a lot of ball movement. They're going to get the ball up the, up the floor. They're going to try to get as, as, as many touches as they want, and they're going to try to get quick open shots. Yeah, five double-digit scores last night. A guy that stood out to me through the two exhibition games has been Caleb Love. A lot has been talked about him not only with Arizona but the last couple years he's been in college basketball he's kind of had an up and down college career so far but he had 19 points 
four rebounds, a couple steals, a couple assists. He, he to me, has looked a lot uh, much improved this season. He looks like he's fitting into the Tommy Lloyd offense that you mentioned. He's not forcing anything because, as we know in the past, he last year he had an under 40% field goal percentage. So, yeah, I thought he looked great. What do you think about the addition of Caleb Love to this Tommy Lloyd offense this year? Yeah, I was planning on talking a lot about Caleb Love in, in our next in a few of our next segments, but dude can just score, man. He shoot he shoots he shoots a ton of threes. And the biggest thing over his career has just been his efficiency has just kind of been a roller coaster. And I think that's kind of where he gets a bad rap is he ta- he takes shots. He takes a sh- he takes a lot of shots. He's he he's more so your prototypical like natural three guard. Um, so he, he he's a three level scorer. He he can take you off the dribble. He loves to shoot threes. I think last year he was shooting close to seven threes a game, and so and so that's a, that's a thing that all of the these past two Arizona teams have been kind of centered around is as a premier scorer. And and I think that's that's going to be Caleb Love's role this year is to come in. He's going to be the number one scorer. The offense necessarily won't be ran through him because of how high flying and and how quick the the um, the cats jump up the pace, um, but I expect him to be the premier scorer for this year's team. Yeah, well, Jordan, along with Caleb Love, a couple of other great transfers will join the Wildcats this year. Keyshawn Johnson from San Diego State, Jaden Bradley from Alabama. These are two high level guys joining Tommy Lloyd's program, in particular. When they got Keisha Johnson, I thought that was an excellent fit. He's re- he's replacing, you know, an all-conference, all-league player in Azulis Tabellis, but he, last year for San Diego State, was their defensive anchor, was great down the stretch, and in the championship game, he had 14 points, four rebounds. He was fantastic in that game. What do you think he adds to this program? Yeah, so... So with the thing with Keyshot is he's he's kind of your prototypical kind of big. He's gonna set screens, he's gonna roll, and he's gonna collect dump down in the down in the paint and get putbacks. Um, it's gonna be very different. Uh, Wildcat fans are used to seeing Azulas Tubelis taking it from the wing, taking it from the post, and going one on one a lot. Um, Keyshot has that ability, but it's it's not so much one on one game that we're used to seeing. Um, he's going to give a quick move. He's going to go to the basket and maybe he'll have one, a spin move for a jumper out of that, but it's not going to be anything super flashy. And I think the way this roster is kind of laid out is I don't think they need him to do that. Um, I think my only concern is especially replacing Tubelis, which Tubelis was, was the leading scorer and he was the leading rebounder. The Wildcats averaged a lot of rebounds last year. They're third in defensive rebounding in all the NCAA. And Azulis Tubelis had a lot to do with that. And, and Keisha Johnson is going to need to step up big time. I know last year was his biggest year rebounding with, with the Aztecs. Uh, he averaged, I think it was close to five rebounds a game. And that's, that's a kind of a different role that he's going to be asked to, he asked to take over and help Umar Balo with. Yeah. I, I think this is also a much natural fit you know, next to a guy like Balo, who Balo, a lot of people think is a top five to 10 center in college basketball this year. 
I, I think Bilo's going to have a major breakout season. We can get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But Johnson, to me, is going to be kind of that glue guy on this team, and he's going to make everything fit. And as, you know, a veteran of the sport, he has that experience along with Caleb Love that both have played in Final Fours. I, I think Johnson is an excellent fit. But to me, the guy that has a ton of upside, not just for this year, but for hopefully years down the line, is Jaden Bradley. He was a highly talented recruit uh, just a year ago. Went to Bama. He had a little bit of an up-and-down year. He he finished the year averaging six points, three rebounds, about three assists per game in a limited role, only about 20 minutes a night. Uh, I really am looking forward to seeing more of Jaden Bradley and just growing as a passer, as a shooter. He showed a he shot a low percentage from three point land last year, but I really hope that with more opportunity, he can continue to grow because he looks like a fantastic young player. Yeah, I think he's he's one of the guys that I don't feel like I know a ton a ton about, and that's because he played on a great Alabama team that was led by uh lottery pick Brandon Miller. And so um I think we saw him start. I think that's I think that's very key of us knowing kind of what his role is gonna be and kind of how that the exhibition played out. Him and Boswell are gonna be the main ball handlers with this team. They're both gonna be running point duty. And so I I, I I'm curious to see kind of the scoring elements that he can bring into the game for the team. Yeah. Uh well let's get into some of the newer recruits this year, there's four new recruits. Three of them are four star KJ Lewis leads the way four star shooting guard. And then we have two prospects from Lithuania joining the team, Paulus Morakras and Mati Yas Krivas. They're both four stars. Krivas is a seven foot plus center. Uh, Marikras He's listed is a seven one. Seven, He's listed one. seven one. Yeah. Yeah. He, he adds size to that front court for sure. And then to round it out is Conrad Martinez from Spain. He was a three-star point guard coming in. What do you think of this recruiting class and kind of how it came together? Yeah. Tom, Tommy's a big overseas guy. He loves his international players. And I think that's, that's one thing outside of Tubelis that I don't think we've seen a ton of, a huge ton of output out out of. I know Paley Larson originally is a transfer from Utah, but that's probably one of the other more namely guys that's international. I guess outside of Umar Ball, the, the roster is full of international guys, I guess. But it, it'll be interesting to see kind of the role that they play. I think I think Krivos is is the more interesting one, and in kind of the battle that um, when Vesar gets healthy again, kind of the the battle that I think those two are gonna have is the back back up for the front court to come in and get minutes right off the bench. Um, Cause I think that's, that's one thing that I see with this team that's wide open outside of Pele Larson. I don't think there's a ton of super experienced guys and, and just instant guys where we know they're going to be really good coming off the bench. There's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of freshmen and, and the five stars mean a lot to get into the building. But once you're in the building and you're playing against the other team, that's where nobody cares about the stars. So so it'll be interesting to see the battle between Krivas and Vesar. And then uh, KJ Lewis, I think, I think is the biggest name that kind of jumps out to me. And the guy's just kind of a high flyer. He's super athletic. 
and we've we've seen some really cool highlights. Uh, I know the basketball team's posted a lot of highlights for him for some of his crazy dunks that he's had. But I'm curious, kind of the role that he's going to have this year, and kind of the scoring that's going to be asked of him. Yeah, we've seen you know through the two years of the Tommy Lloyd era so far. He, he hasn't played a lot of freshmen early mm-hmm. and often. We've seen that. And it's kind of been frustrating for some of the players, frustrating to watch even at some points for us. But, yeah, this year you named those guys and how, yeah, this team isn't as deep as past Wildcat teams. And, yeah, I think they're going to rely on some of these guys. And the guy that you just talked about, K.J. Lewis, he is a highlight reel waiting to be happened every time he touches the ball. Ever, ever since I, I watched his – some of his high school tape, he is just explosive and he just looks like he's going to be a dominant guard for Arizona for hopefully the next couple of years to come here down the line. But during the exhibition games, I was really impressed by KJ Lewis because normally with a freshman, sometimes they're a little bit wild. Sometimes they mm-hmm. force shots, but KJ seemed like he was fitting in the offense he was finding his spots. His three-point shot looks really good. He's not known to be an elite shooter, but it, his shot has looked on so far. And also his playmaking ability. That's an X factor for him. He looked great. But Jordan, let's um I, I want to hear your breakout pick for the season on this Arizona roster. And also mm-hmm. after that, your MVP prediction for this team. So I think I think I want to split it up into two like two categories, and I think one of them is kind of going to be the unsung hero. And I think once Pele Larson gets back, I think he's going to be a huge, a huge impact for this team. Um, definitely could see him back in the six man of the year uh, conversation for the Pac-12. But he just adds so much experience. He adds a good a good three point shooter off the bench. He's solidly athletic. I think that's a guy that we definitely should not forget about. Hopefully he can get back healthy quick because because this squad's going to need him really early in the season for some of their bigger matchups. Um, but with that said, I'd say my breakout player is going to be Kylan Boswell. And I'm just curious to see kind of kind of how much Tommy Lloyd lets the dog out. The dude, the dude played in his role fantastic last year. And I know towards the end of the season – especially during the Pac-12 tournament, the minutes he got when Kirk Carissa was injured, he played so well. The dude is athletic. He He's just a pit bull, man, the way he guards players. And I think that's – and that'll be a super interesting thing to watch because especially last year with, with Zoo and Umar uh, kind of rim protecting, they could be super aggressive on the outside because they had those guys behind them. And now without Tubelis – you still have Umar Balu, who, who will be the rim protector. But overall, a majority of all the wings are super athletic. So I, I I, still very much expect them to be super aggressive and going for those steals. And I think Kylan's going to lead the way in that department. Um, and he's also got a great shot. I think it'll be really interesting to see, to see how he can score outside of that. Because I think that's just one of the main things we saw was him stealing the ball and him shooting threes. And so it'll it'll be interesting seeing with him actually having the ball in his hand coming up the court through throughout the entire game, much less in the in the clutch, and to see what kind of plays he can make. So I I'm I'm expecting him to to really come come out come out of his come out of his shell and really show show Wildcat Nation kind of why that freshman last year was getting minutes. So I'm excited to see him. 
Yeah, my breakout player of the year for this team, my prediction is that Umar Balo, I mentioned him a little bit ago. I think Umar Balo could win Pac-12 player of the year in the last year of the Pac-12. Umar Balo, he, he averaged almost a double-double last year, a defensive force. And even, and as we've been mentioning, without Tabellas, a lot of touches are going to open up. And Umar Balo, I felt like every time I've watched him throughout the last two years at Arizona, I felt like he got better. He looked improved. He looked more confident down low on the post. His moves have been good. And, you know, when he catches it there, it's hard to defend him. He's a seven foot plus guy. He's he's a big bodied guy. He has slimmed down a little bit since we first saw him. So I think that'll help his game a lot. So I think with more touches, Umar Balo is going to take that next step and lead Arizona in the front court because last year we saw sometimes he didn't get a lot of touches with sharing the front court with Tabellis, but I think that's going to change this year and he's going to be the lead guy there. But Jordan, what's, who's your MVP on this team for this season? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, it's it's funny you say he's the breakout. I think he's he's gonna he he's gonna be the MVP of this team. I think I think his his output is gonna go up tremendously. I think last year, I thought he was he was kind of a breakout player last year. He was just overshadowed a little bit by Tubelis. Like you remember the Maui tournament and how well he played. Unbelievable. Oh yeah, he played unbelievable. And so I I I I think he's going to be very valuable for this team and and what they're doing going forward. I think I think the the ability he has is is being a big body guy and a shot blocker is just the rim protector. I like like I just said, I think we have a lot of athletic wings that are going to be able to be aggressive because of him sitting in the post. We talked about Keisha Johnson. He's not super big. He's he's only at six foot se- six foot seven, a little bit undersized for the forward position. But with Balo, how big Balo is, I I don't think that's going to be too big of a problem for for Tommy being okay taking a little bit extra risks from the guards and and the scoring that I think he's also going to be able to have without having really another post because Keyshawn can go outside and, and run a little bit out on the wing. He, he showed he could shoot the three a little bit last year. I think it's just going to create more space for Abalo. And I think, I think that inside presence, I think is going to be huge for this team going forward. 
Yeah, we we kind of uh we picked the same two players, just had them in different <laughs> categories. For my MVP, I have Kylan Boswell. I think Kylan Boswell is not only going to break through this year. I think he's going to break through to be a top five point guard in America in college basketball. We saw at the end of last year what he could do and what he could provide down that stretch in the postseason. Whenever he was on the court, he was making impact plays, not only on offense, but big time steals on defense. He's an elite point guard, and he is one of the best point guards that I've seen at Arizona in quite some time. When he plays a full season, the Arizona's going to really know the difference between a good point guard in Kirk Creasa, but an elite point guard and an all-world point guard in Kylan Boswell. He's my MVP of this team because he's leading the team and he'll have the reins and he's going to take them as far as he can this season. But uh, Jordan, moving on a little bit, two guys that we talked about a little bit earlier that are out for the first few weeks in Henry Visar's case, he's going to be out the first four to six weeks. He has an elbow injury. Pella Larson missed yesterday's game. We don't know how long he'll be out. He's working his way back due to an ankle injury. Tommy said last night, we don't know when he will be back. But how big do you think these two injuries are and how much they'll impact the rotation? Because we mentioned this rotation is not that deep and it's filled with young players. Yeah, I think I think the one game I highlight to where the front court could be at a huge liability is that Duke game. Um their center is is going to be a pro. I, the dude can shoot the crap out of the ball and he can just expose mismatches. So I'm 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 pretty scared I think without Vasar of at least another guy and another body that you can throw at him, but I'd say that's that that's that's the one game I think early in the season where I think th- those injuries will definitely be able to see very clearly. Yeah, Arizona, they're you know they open it up against Morgan State next Monday night in Tucson, but their second game is in Cameron Indoor at Duke, yep. and I just don't I don't think they're just going to struggle against Duke. I think they're going to struggle for the first few weeks of the season. Not their starters in particular, but some of these young players that, first of all, it's not just their first time in college basketball. It's their first time it playing basketball in America for a lot of these guys besides K.J. Lewis, you know, with different rules and, and, you know, their skill sets kind of take a little bit, it seems like, to adjust to college basketball in America. But I think K.J. Lewis, we talked about him earlier, I think he'll be an impact player early on in this season but I think one of you know the guys off the bench we haven't talked about him yet but Dylan Anderson you know second year big man he's looked really impressive you know in the exhibition games so far he's been really he looks like he's stronger this year than he was last year and he's gonna to me he's right now he's the first big off the bench without uh Visar but obviously Visar played a little bit last year but Pella Larson has I talked about glue guys earlier. He's been the number one glue guy and one of the best clue guys in the country throughout the last couple of years. Like you mentioned, sixth man of the year in the Pac-12. I personally had him slotted if he's healthy in the starting lineup this year, but I think they'll, they'll kind of 
switch between him and, you know, Bradley and see which one kind of fits that position. But either way, Pella Larson, even when he didn't start last year, he still played 25 plus minutes and was a big played a big role on that team last year in that disappointing loss. So, yeah, I think Pella Larson not having him because I'm still waiting for him to take that next jump. Jordan, that's what I want to ask you. Do you think Pell Larson this year as, as an older player, a veteran on this team, could take that jump, not from just a glue guy, but a guy that really can establish himself as an elite scorer and shooter? You see, I don't I don't think he's really going to be asked that. I think I think last year some of his troubles were that he he kind of assumed that he had to take that role. And I think that kind of flustered him when it didn't come super easy like last year at the start of the year he he was a starter and they took them to move him to the bench where his efficiency started to get a lot better and I think that was just I think clearly because his role was a lot more defined of hey like we don't need you to be the number one scorer when you're on the floor at all times but when you come off the bench go go crazy score the ball and so and so, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would put him back in the starting lineup if he was healthy. To me, at least until, until I see that next step, which, and I think that's kind of always been his case is we just haven't seen that yet. I'm not going to rule it out that he doesn't have it because we just haven't seen it. But it's going to be some, and it, and it sucks that he's injured because this would be a great time for him to show that ability to be, to be a two way scorer right next to Caleb Love, but. But the way the way I see this team running is is it's going to be the Caleb Bluff show and whoever can get can get shots up and follow and suit. I think that's the way it's going to be. Um, and to say that he can't play that role and still be a double digit scorer, he definitely could be. But it's something that hopefully gets healthy soon, so we can see 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 the pudding. You know. All right, let's get back into it. Kirk Creasa, former Arizona Wildcat, he transferred to West Virginia this past offseason, and he just got suspended for the first nine games of the season for impermissible benefits while attending the University of Arizona. Jordan, I just wanted to know your thoughts on this and kind of, yeah, just what, what your feelings were when you heard this originally. I would say it doesn't look good, especially around other recent allegations that the specifically the basketball team has had through the University of Arizona. Although a majority of all those allegations were with former head coach Sean Miller, who's now at Xavier. Um, it, do, it doesn't look good, but I think I think we need to be very specific also about what we're talking about. And I think there's a reason why they use like, quote, impermissible benefits. And I think specifically around Kirk Risa, um, it, it's it's a it's a it's very different in the fact that in the NIL era that we live in now, which is super great for athletes. I as a as a current college athlete, I love it and the amount of power that it is able to give back to athletes when they are struggling, and so. It's great, but the thing is, is for international athletes, they do not get all of those same benefits, and the majority of that is due to immigration statuses and through their visas and amount of certain money that you're basically allowed to 
allowed to get because um, these students are on student visas. And so um, there's, there's definitely a limit. And I, and I even, I have multiple friends um, that are international student athletes at the division one level. And some of them went so in depth that the only job that they could work was even, it like had to be on a campus. It had to be on campus where they couldn't even leave campus boundaries to get a job because their their visa was that strict about it and so i don't think it's so much of like oh we're just like paying guys i think it's more so of maybe just not for surely knowing some of the rules around specifically with international athletes um but it is something that they definitely need to be aware of like we've talked about how many international athletes are on this roster this is something that needs to be addressed and kind of figured out and so they can prevent this from any of the current players if anything like this has happened with them because we know West Virginia was the one that brought this to the NCAA when they heard about it which they they did everything I'm sure they were supposed to by making the NCAA aware but I I think you just got to make sure that you know what you're doing with every every athlete and when every athlete is under different circumstances. Yeah. You know, we still don't have a lot of details about this, so, you know, not, not going to go super hard on either side. So, I, I mean, I, I, I personally hope it's was a misunderstanding between, Agreed. you know, Creesa, the university and, you know, the basketball team Lloyd and whoever else was involved because like we know the allegations of the last, five years what they were and you know it, when a team has to Definitely. go through that and a program has to go through that it is not pretty um for somebody to go through and yeah it's a shame for you know Kirk Creese who transferred to West Virginia you know and then they lost their coach Bob Huggins and yeah he maybe he was going to enter the portal again winded up staying when they you know named their new coach um so yeah it's an unfortunate situation but Jordan Moving on to more things about the current Arizona team and how they're going to do just recapping a little bit last year, as we know, they did, they did very well in the regular season as they've done in both um, of the previous two seasons that Lloyd has been here last season, 28 and seven in the regular season, won the PAC 12 tournament for the second straight year. They finished second in the PAC 12 during the regular season. As we know, we've mentioned Kirk Creesa gone, Azules Tabellas is gone, Adama Ball is gone, Courtney Ramey is gone, and Cedric Henderson is not on the team anymore. So a lot of losses. We mentioned a fresher, newer team. Jordan, just give me some of your predictions. How many wins do you think they're going to get? Where do you think they're going to finish in the regular season in the Pac-12? How do you think they're going to fare in the Pac-12 tournament? And then finally, the biggest one of them all, the March man, this tournament and Jordan, are they going to revenge their loss to Princeton in the first round last year? Yeah. So, so to start, I think the regular season, I think, I think last year they, they were in it until literally the last weekend of the conference play. And that was just to a really good, really experienced UCLA team. And the thing about it is UCLA lost almost all of those guys almost all of them. And so UCLA is going to be starting from scratch. I don't expect U of A to 
blow them out by any means. I actually still think they'll probably split with UCLA just because of how good of a program they have. Um, so with that being said, I do think we will finish first in the Pac-12 this year, and I think we'll have um, right around 24 wins this year. Um, and I think a big part of that is because of non-conference play too. I think they're going to struggle in some of those, especially the neutral site one um, in Indianapolis, which is basically a home game for Purdue. If, if we got to put it out there, I think Lafayette West Lafayette's like within two hours away from there. Um, and then going at Duke literally named the Cameron crazies after their student section um, at Coach K Court, I think that'll be an insanely hard environment. But I think it's going to be great experience because I, I think they have played some really good quality teams over the last few years. They haven't went into any crazy environments or played against like the top tier elite teams to where they've had to kind of change a little bit of how they're playing in the game. And I think that's that's a big thing that's led to some of the bad um, tournament losses over the last few years. Um, yeah, George so, Jordan. Also, a quick note that a thought just popped in my head is who plays, who's playing a tougher non-conference schedule than this Arizona team this year? You know, we I, mentioned I, Duke. I don't know. Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue, Alabama, FAU, who was in the Final Four last year. These yep. are all very talented teams and i mean right off the bat that's that's uh five teams that are ranked in the top 15 like i i i really haven't seen that in quite some time some of them are neutral site games but still tough games you know without it but jordan you said 24 wins i'm gonna go a little bit higher Uh, i'm gonna go 26 wins uh we're both kind of under the total from last year you know, mm-hmm. those games are tough, but Jordan, I'm going to, we're going to get into the Duke game more next week. We're going to have a full preview for that one, but I'm going to go out on a bold prediction right here. I, I think Arizona is going to upset Duke in Cameron indoor in the first week of the season. And they're going to establish themselves as a top five team this season. They're ranked number 12, Arizona. I think that's, that's not high enough on, on the AP poll. I think they should be higher you know, Caleb Love, you know, he's played Duke many times now. That's true. He, know, he knows them. Arizona does not lack the veteran talent, as we know. But, Jordan, in the regular season, I, I agree. I think Arizona is going to get the job done, win the Pac-12. But, Jordan, the last two are the big ones, the Pac-12 tournament and March Madness. For the Pac-12 tournament, it, I I feel like Arizona. They don't play besides Macal. They don't play anywhere near as well as when they're in what they call Macal North T-Mobile, yeah. um, center in uh, Las Vegas. I think Arizona is going to win that too. And Jordan, I'll start us off for the Final Four before you do, or the, not the Final Four, but the March Madness. Oh, oh, I just oh. I just leaked my prediction. I think Arizona is going to go to the Final Four. I think this is the year. This is the team. It, it does kind of hinge on the fact of health. Uh, it, they they need Pella Larson. They need Henry Visar. But if those two guys are healthy, this team has enough depth to get the job done. They have the star talent. They have the young players. I think they have it all. Jordan, give me your last two predictions here. 
Yeah. So I think we, we were both in Vegas this past year, weren't we for, for yep. that Pac-12 tournament and the way Tucson just like turns up Vegas on, on its face is awesome. And how many, how many fans we can get up there is really awesome. And both of Tommy Lloyd's first two years, we've went there and we haven't lost there. And even they, they even played a tournament there. I remember his first year. Yeah, was any games in that. yeah, they won that too. What it was that? That's got to be close to like 10 and 0 in Vegas. That's yes, it's something like that. It's you know, absurd. Unbelievable. It's absurd. And so I think with that being said, I think three, three straight tournament championships is insanely hard. It's insanely hard, and so with that being said, I think, I I, I think so, somebody will come out of nowhere, and I think somebody will have their number, and it just 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 off the ability of how hard it is to win three straight is, it, and if and I would love for them to prove me wrong. That would be that would be a way to leave the Pac-12. Let me tell you what, and to go into the Big Twelve next year with that, that would be awesome. So I'm. I, I would say they're probably they'll probably I think they'll probably be runners up in the tournament, but I still think in the Pac-12 tournament, but I still think they'll get a top three bid for the NCAA tournament. And I actually completely agree. I think if if the Wildcats, if Caleb Love is able to score at the level that we think he is, we think he can, and at a high efficiency, this team can go to the final four. And, and I, and I think the team last year, I don't think they could have got there. And I think the last two years, I think the biggest Achilles heel for the team has been who's, who's, who's the guy that can score when your guy is having an off night, because in the NCAA tournament, it's it's show up or go home and it's day in and day out. And so if, and if you have that one game where your guy doesn't score and you don't have anybody step up, that, that's when you get, that's when you get sent home. And that was last year. Tubella showed up. Nobody else could pick up the slack and nobody else could have a, have a great game. And, and I, and I think that's going to be the, the biggest thing is I, I, I think they'll figure it out. I think they'll have somebody and they have enough guys, I think, especially in their starting starting lineup, and enough veterans to where I think they'll be able to figure out if somebody's having an if if Love's having an off night, who's going to step up and score? And I and I think one thing of making this schedule insanely hard is I think they're going to put themselves in positions like that before March, and that's when you need to do that. You need to be able to win win games in different ways, and I think that's that's one thing that the Tommy Lloyd Arrow really hasn't shown us in big games. It's either we're gonna we're gonna win the way we win or we're gonna lose the way we 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 like try to win, if, if that makes sense. Um, and so and so it, I I'm I'm really excited for what this team has and 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 it's just gonna depend on who can who can come up in in the clutch if if Caleb Love is is lacking or if if even everybody's playing bad and it's just Caleb Love that usually isn't enough in March. Yeah, so. you met, you mentioned Caleb Love, and I think he's the perfect guy to give the ball to late in games. And I totally agree, Jordan. Arizona has been missing that guy late in games that they could just go give the ball to and he could get a bucket. That's Caleb Love, and I think he's in a perfect situation. Everyone's counting him out around the country. Everyone's doubting him. 
He shoots for a low percentage. He's not a winner. He's a bad teammate, all that stuff. And, and I really think that Caleb, this is the season of Caleb Love. This He's had a good run in the past. He has the big name. But this is the season when Caleb Love puts it on and has an incredible performance, not just for one game, but through an entire tournament um, in March. And I think this is the year. Caleb Love, I think, is going to be excellent. I can't say enough good things about him. And I think Tommy Lloyd's the perfect coach to mold Caleb Love into that all-around star player. But Jordan, before we go, Arizona opens up the season, like we mentioned earlier, against Morgan State on Monday night at 7.30 um, in Tucson. Um, what do you think about this game? Most of these uh, these first games are, are quite blowouts, and I think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, you have any final thoughts? Yeah, I agree. Especially they're in in essence they're tune-up games and and the schools they're playing they're there to get some experience of playing high-level talent and see maybe where they can line in in their own league and if they're good enough in their own league to see where they line up against a top team in march but outside of that morgan state's there to collect check (laughs) that's 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 the honest brutal truth about it and so yeah it'll be a blowout um and I, I don't imagine they they try to do anything too too different, too aggressive, especially with Duke within like a week and a half away. Yeah, well, thanks for everybody that tuned in, that watched the episode, our first episode of the season. You could follow us now on Twitter at BeardownAZPod. I'm Ryan Wall. He's Jordan Pollock. Be sure to follow the Field of 68 on all social media platforms. And we'll be back next week to preview the big game against Duke in Cameron Indoor. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.